said tailgate with Kate and I am here with Sarah Griffin and I am so excited. Like, I don't know. I've had some pretty cool guests on here, but I don't know that I've ever been so excited to have someone on. So thank you, Sarah, for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on. Of course. Of course. So we connected via Twitter, which is how most of my, my guests have connected, but Um, I saw like a clip or something on, of your podcast and that's called Saturdays and Seltzers. And you do that with Kendra. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? I want to get some background on that. Cause I just caught some clips and then we became friends and like (laughs) exchange, like random support every once in a while. And that's kind of our path. (laughs) Seriously though. But yeah, so our podcast, it's Saturdays and Seltzers and it's kind of a mix of like sports, um, pop culture, and then kind of just like me and Kendra getting a little off the rails sometimes and just getting into random topics and whatnot. But we just like to have, you know, a podcast about sports that is hosted by two women. Cause I feel like you see so many podcasts, like, you know, like most sports podcasts, it's all men. Right. <laughs> right. So we're like, you know what, let's just throw our hat in the ring and see what happens. I love that. Yeah. Cause, and podcasts, you know, I have some really great guide friends that like do podcasts and they're, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, yeah, it's, it, and it's that way in sports in general, it's a male dominated industry. Um, and I love the guys that, that try to like do a women's episode. They're like, we have two women guests. And you're like, cool. That's, that's what you found. Like that's what you got. And, and I'm not calling anybody out specifically because I, I know the guys that I deal with are wonderful and great and they don't do that, but you see it all the time. Mm -hmm. They're like, we have these two women and they are special. And you're like, what? (sighs) Okay. Thanks for trying. (laughs) I feel like I've been on a few shows now where like, I know that's what the intent is. And then they'll like say, and be like, Oh, like, it's always nice to have a woman guest on, like, I'm just like, you're the token. And right. I'm like, I know they mean well, and they don't mean it to sound like that. Right. And I appreciate the fact that they're like, recognizing that they need to have more women's voices, like in that space. But I'm like, that's not really the compliment you think. It is. Right, right, exactly. It, and that's the best way to describe it is like, that's not what you think it is. Like, I appreciate the <laughs> effort. I'll come back next time. But also... Not exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, so one of the things that I love about you is you're like me, where if someone says something to us, we go back at them. Um, (laughs) I love to watch dudes try to tell you that you're stupid and that you don't know anything like about baseball. And you're like, bro, I literally make money by (laughs) talking about baseball. Like it just, it floors me and I love it. And I think that's what, how I found you was some <laughs> dude being an idiot. I don't know. That's about right. <laughs> that's that's about how people right. found me too. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so I actually, I brought you here to talk about hockey specifically, especially um, Olympic hockey, but along the topic of what I want to talk about, um, I just got this sent to me, uh, a gentleman named Keith on my podcast page uh, DM'd me this, this tweet that came out this morning. Um, and it's about women in racing, which there aren't a lot of, um, women racers out there in NASCAR, but Bush light actually is sponsoring women. So they committed $10 million over the next three years, um, to help women that are 21 and older, which I found to be funny, um, (laughs) since they can drink Bush light, they're going to help them with funding track time, media exposure, and training, um, to try to get more women into the sport. 
which is super cool. It's not exactly what I want to talk to you about, but it's along the lines of like trying to get women into sports that aren't necessarily stereotypically for women. I was saying, I feel like it's amazing to like have a big company investing in women's sports like that. Cause it is, it's something you see in any sports that if there's women playing in it, that's the issue. You don't see anyone investing in it. So they never get the exposure that they deserve or the opportunities that the men get. Right. And it's so cool because it's, this is such like a small and maybe petty thing, but the fact that it's bush light and not like, I don't know, a wine cooler, you know what I mean? Like it sounds so silly, but it's, it's a stereotypical men drink. Oh yeah. That's investing in women. Instead, like I said, instead of just like boxed wine or like wine coolers (laughs) and they're like, yeah, women, I think that's really cool too. And I watched it happen with Danica Patrick and say what you want about her, but she was the only woman um, that was racing at the time uh, in her, I don't even know what they, what they call it in NASCAR. It's not a league, but like, <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Like a little, pot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> but she was the only woman. And anytime she crashed, it was like, well, that's because she's a woman and she shouldn't be driving. And it's like, so if you have multiple women out there, it'll be uh, maybe a nice little shift, hopefully. Absolutely. But I love that. So I wanted to share that. And thanks Keith for sending that in. Um, hockey. Let's talk about hockey. Yes. <laughs> I know that you are a Bruins fan, correct? I am. Okay. I don't hate the Bruins, so we're good, but I want to talk about Olympic hockey though, because I love Olympic hockey. I was watching the other morning and it was, I really should have taken notes on this, but I didn't plan to do this podcast yet. So <laughs> I don't remember what game it was, but it was like one of the first rounds and the women were absolutely destroying whoever they were playing. And I thought to myself, I said, why is this happening? Like, this is the best of the best in the entire world. Mm -hmm. Why is one team so dominating over the other? And then I realized people are not promoting women playing hockey in any other country besides us in Canada. So we're playing any other country. Um, where these women, chances are their dual citizenship with probably America or Canada. Yep. <laughs> um, and they're just like, well, I have a better shot to play for this team and I want to go to the Olympics. So I'm going to play for that team, even though I live in New York, like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> because you don't have these countries that are promoting women in any sport other than for winter, usually it's figure skating yeah. and for summer, it's usually gymnastics. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, I never really thought about that because I feel like my focus has always been, okay, like, yeah, U.S. and Canada, those women's teams are so talented. You know, they face each other the last six out of seven times in the Olympics. And it's like, okay, those women don't get the exposure they deserve or maybe all the coverage and the funds and whatnot. But yeah, I never really thought about that because you don't see the same investment. Like, we think that the women's sports in the U.S. are invested in well. Then you see the Olympics. And like you said, like U.S. and Canada's like women's hockey team just kind of treads all over everyone because they just don't care other places. And like these girls, like they work just as hard as anyone else as they do here in the U.S. and Canada. But they're not getting the same support that at least like the U.S. and Canada have like the best facilities, coaches, you know, like they at least get more funding than, say, other places. Yeah, I never thought about that. And Yeah. You think about just like baseline coaching, like Mm -hmm. 
over in different countries, I would imagine that nobody's like knocking down the door of the arena to go coach a women's hockey team. Like I know that the U S you know, we're not as far as I would like us to be, but we are pretty progressive as far as women's rights and encouraging women to get involved in things. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just know for a fact that other countries are not like that. Uh, and so to encourage someone to play hockey, like I said, chances are they live in the United States or Canada, but then you go back to the funding and the, the coaching and you don't have the, the availability. Um, did you see that article that, and I really should have pulled it up, but that that guy wrote about how women's hockey doesn't belong in the Olympics. Oh, the Toronto star one. Yeah. I saw that article. (laughs) Yeah. So, which I read it and I was like, I hate that. I, I don't agree with like the bottom line of what he's saying, but it's true. Like it's not competitive to a level that it needs to be, but it's like, what do we do from here? So what do we, how do we perpetuate women's sports across the globe when we're sitting here in the United States struggling to make it happen? I know it's tough because women's like women's sports in general, I feel like it's never an issue of really the product that's on the ice or on the field. Like the talent's always there. You're always going to find talented, skilled players who can compete at a high level. It's the matter of being able to invest the time and money in developing these players and giving them the best of the best. And not just in the U S and Canada, but everywhere, even worse. So you don't see people really care as much to do that. And like, they're just like, oh, well, women don't belong in this space. So why should we put all this money into it? Why should we put all this time into it? And it's just like, okay, hockey, especially I know outside of the U S and Canada, the main thought is usually, well, that's a men's sport. So why, why should we put more effort into this team than the men's team? Right. And I do feel like that's still the case here sometimes too oh yeah like you know you have schools that like high schools they have a men and women's soccer they have men and women's swimming they have men and women's basketball and they have men's hockey Mm -hmm. um and then you look at it and you're like what do the women get what sport I can't at my high school personally I can't think of a sport that women had that men didn't and now I'm like actually going through the list and I'm like, I really the only can't one think, I can of think of is like field hockey and like volleyball. Okay. I guess we did have volleyball, you but those volleyball. are the only two I can think of that like women had that men didn't, but then men had plenty of sports that women, like, like you said, we didn't have a women's hockey team in high school. Like there's a women's football, women's baseball. <laughs> right. Right. And you have softball, I guess, but yeah, it's, it's wild because even with volleyball, like they still had club, like men's club team yeah. at my high school that you could play like after school and still you just didn't compete, you know, within the district. But, um, yeah, with hockey, I remember there was a girl, I think it was my brother's senior year, like their last, my high school, their hockey team got like smashed. Like they didn't uh, <laughs> do well. So the district was like, you don't get a hockey team anymore. Um, so sad, but I think the last year that they were active, they did have a woman on the team and it was a freaking nightmare. Like as a 15 year old girl, like listening mm-hmm. to everything that like went on around us about this poor girl that like just wanted to play hockey. Well, <laughs> that was like in wild. my high school. I remember there was a girl who was the manager for the wrestling team. Like, it's not like she was actually wrestling. And I know there are like some stories I hear like around here where there was people that was it was like girls competing 
in wrestling. It was a very big deal. It was always like a major news story around here. But at my high school, we didn't even have that. We just had a girl who's a manager and they made like this big deal out of it, like as this big progressive thing that they had a girl manager for the wrestling team. And it's like, she's not even like actually involved in wrestling. Like you're just giving her a clipboard just so you can have that right. like facade that you're doing something. <laughs> right. Which it's so funny. Cause like at my high school, we had the like opposing genders would be managers for the other team. So like I was on the, the women's swimming team. And then I was a manager for the men's swimming team. And then we had oh, really, like, yeah. Like, and it was just like a way for them to like get us around the pool, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's so funny though. Yeah. They always make such a big deal, like <laughs> about doing the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. It's always just the bare minimum. <laughs> right. But yeah, the same thing. You'll see like news stories about it locally right. and they're like clapping for them. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember the big deal, like, okay, so a little bit of my background, which probably leads to me being a sassy bitch now. Um, (laughs) But when I was in elementary school, uh, I wanted to play flag football. Uh, And it was, it was literally like at recess, like it was not a team. It was not anything. Um, And I was in fourth grade, I remember, and I wanted to play flag football. And my principal said, who was a woman, by the way, um, said I couldn't play because what if the boys touched me and my dad lost his shit, like credit to my dad. He probably didn't even realize what he was doing, but he tipped me off to be this crazy feminist that I am now, but he lost it because he was like, first of all, they're 10. Like she just wants to play a game. Like, and it was such a huge deal. And then I remember in high school, like that girl that played on the hockey team, same thing. It was like, well, what if the guys hurt her? Well, she chose to be there. She chose to be involved. She knows she's playing hockey. She's not an idiot. She knows mm-hmm. what hockey is. Like, <laughs> like she doesn't think she's going to be on that, like a, a ballet squad. Like she knows yeah. that she's playing <laughs> hockey. So it's just, it's wild to me that like they throw a big fit and they think it's like the coolest thing ever when they get a woman on and then it's still a nightmare. Let's talk about NHL. I'm glad we talked about that. I still, I'm sure shit will come up. Like my podcasts are random and weird. (laughs) I love that. That's the best kind of podcast. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know what we're talking about. Um, Hockey this, hockey that. Um, So you're a Bruins fan. Are you a college hockey fan? Yes, I actually am a BU fan. I just went to the Beanpot last night. So that was exciting. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I know. I was I was saying to my mom, I was like, because I post like a story or something. I like forgot that the bean pot's not a big thing if you're not in Massachusetts. And someone responded, like, what the fuck is the bean pot? <laughs> why do you keep posting about it? I love that. So, why do you call I, it that? It's just like I know it had something to do because Boston, Bean Town, like oh, okay, all okay, the way okay back. And it's like a big hockey tournament the first two Mondays of February, always between the four major Boston hockey schools. So BC, BU, Northeastern, Harvard. And last night was the championship game and BU was in it and they won. So that was very exciting for me. But yeah, it's like it's the prize is bragging rights for a year, honestly. Right. Right. <laughs> That's so awesome though. I went to a, a tournament that was at Pfizer, um, which mm-hmm. is where the Bucks play. Um, but I, I was at a Bucks game or some, I don't know what I was at, but I like saw it. This was like six months before the game. I like saw it on the screen and I was like, uh, there's going to be hockey in Milwaukee. Like I, 
gotta go. So, um, and it was for, um, Wisconsin and they were playing in this tournament that it was like Wisconsin and then a bunch of Eastern schools. So it was, I don't know who it was. Yale was there. I don't Mm -hmm. remember who it was, but it was basically (laughs) Wisconsin and a bunch of like random Eastern schools and Wisconsin ended up winning and, it was so cool though. Cause like, it was the same thing. You went for like a full day, you watched two games and then you went the next day and it was the other two games mm-hmm. for, um, for the placement, which is really cool. Okay. So I'm, I'm from Colorado. So I'm kind of like a CC fan, but they're not like fun to watch anymore. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to get into, uh, Wisconsin hockey. I'm really trying to get into the women's hockey because obviously, um, they're so good. Yeah. They're like, phenomenal <laughs> and Madison's like 45 minutes from me so I'm like I need to get out and like actually go to games but yeah um okay so what do you think I'm an avalanche fan I think you know that yeah I would say see I like watching because I have to watch a lot of abs games for work and I'm also a big Kale McCarr fan so I actually like that's watching right that's right I forgot you're a Kale McCarr fan I love um, Kale McCarr I, you're, you're obsessed <laughs> with him and I love it like I love it I love it so much <laughs> because he deserves it he's so talented like he's so fun to watch um Mm -hmm. and to like see him in person is just absolutely asinine like I'm like how does one tiny human like (laughs) that's the thing he's so like small and just kind of looks like a little peanut (laughs) I know he's so cute and did you see I don't know if you saw the picture he went uh he was in the penalty box the other night um I don't know what he did I think he like got called for tripping or something which Mm -hmm. that's his like third penalty of like his whole career. Like he does not yeah. have penalties and he's just like smiling like a freaking five-year-old in the box. I'm like, <laughs> he's the most pure hockey player on the planet. He's so adorable. I he just like, him. I feel like there's such a stereotype around hockey players and then you just see him and it's like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. NHL. <laughs> yeah. He does not match any of that, which it's so funny because, so I grew up around hockey kind of, um, my brother played in high school Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I was like in middle school, I started to get really into hockey and it's funny because everyone always thinks that like hockey players are rough and tough and mean and like sometimes troublemakers and like, like to fight, like, (laughs) no, they just like to fight on the ice, but off the ice, they are seriously some of the most respectful people Mm -hmm. across the board. This is like high school, college, professional. It does not matter they're all kind of the same. And it's a weird culture that hockey promotes that I love. Like they all dress up for game day. Mm-hmm. Um, they like the guys that in high school had to wear their like suit and tie underneath their jerseys until literally the second the game started. Like <laughs> it's so wild to me and they're so sweet and nice. And then they go out and destroy people and uh, do <laughs> wild things like last season did you see Nathan McKinnon throw his helmet at someone yes I do remember that best moment of the entire season for me (laughs) every time I see the video I die laughing um so I don't watch a lot of other conferences um like during regular season yeah uh how are the Bruins doing they're it's been an up and down season. They started off, it was pretty, eh, like, very mediocre. They weren't bad. They were just very middle of the pack. But then also, the division they're in so competitive that, like, being middle of the pack does not cut it. Right now, they're, like, in a wild card spot because they started off 2022 really, really hot. Then they've had 
just kind of like an up and down. You know, Tuka came back, so then we sent down Swayman. Then now Tuka's retired, so the whole goalie situation's been weird. Bergeron's right now concussed and still out. Marshawn's back to being kind of an asshole on the ice, so he just got suspended for six games after, I don't know, I feel like (laughs) he was starting to really come back and win some people over because it's been a while since, it was over four years, and then he had a suspension earlier this season for just a slew foot, and it was like two games. It wasn't that big of a deal, whatever. But then that made him obviously a repeat offender. So then he got suspended six games because he tried to punch the opposing goaltender. So <laughs> not mm. a great look. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, come on, man. Like you're one of the veterans on this team. Like you can't be doing that. And he said that himself. He was like, yeah, that was immature. I let down my team. And now we're without him and Bertrand. So it's just kind of been a mess. <laughs> And for that's, that's a big suspension. Like I never understood those big suspensions. Like last year during the playoff, when Kadri got, um, got suspended for six games. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was through the entirety of the, the Vegas, um, series, which some people say is a big reason we lost that series. I don't think so. I mean, Kadri's great, but I don't know that we could have like won because that was, it was rough. Um, and maybe it was, you know, maybe the momentum and the the morale swing a little bit of that, but, uh, but six games is so much. And then at the beginning of the season, Landy did the same thing and got suspended for two, which I know repeat offender, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, six games is still a lot for like, I, I guess he tried to punch a goaltender. So, so I was like, maybe he didn't mean to, no, he meant to, but oh yeah, no, he was like <laughs> going out of the whole game. And at first I was like, oh, it's funny, whatever. But then it was like probably the last 30 seconds of the game. We already lost. Bergeron went down that same game. So like everyone's just concerned about his and his concussion. And then I'm like, you're just going to add on. Right. Like that doesn't seem more that like, if it's right at the end of the game, like you're not going to win anyway, you're not going to get any, like, um, any momentum swing by fighting someone like that. It just doesn't make sense. So now you're out for six games for what? Like that's silly. Um, how do you feel? Okay. This is such a hockey question. So a lot of people that either like hockey, they're like, well, I like it because of the fights. And then on the flip side, some people are like, well, um, they only fight, like, it's not fun to watch, but I think personally that fights are such like a big part of the game, um, that people don't realize. How do you feel about fights in hockey? I like them. I think there's obviously the right time and place on the ice for them. But I think a lot of cases when you see them happening, it's usually like one team's trying to get the momentum changed in their favor. And sometimes that's the spark you need when you have that one guy on your team who's going to go in, like either trying to defend a teammate, like maybe like things were getting too scrappy and you're getting a little beat up on, like you have to kind of push your guys into like okay this is who we are like let's get the momentum going again like don't let them like just skate all over us I feel like in those cases like I think it's so important to hockey like you said like in the actual game like obviously there's other times like there's some guys who I feel like just like pick fights just to pick fights and it's like all right this isn't like entertaining this is just kind of annoying and now you're just it's not helpful to your team like especially when it's like guys like their team's already winning like why are you doing this and now you're going to go take a major for five minutes like right in those cases I'm like all right 
that's not worth it. But when it's like kind of a tie turner, I think it's super important. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, the avalanche I've noticed this year, Landeskog is taking a lot of these fights mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of just like taking that on as, as the captain. And we have a lot of young guys, uh, you know, new hook gets picked on a lot. Kids like, I don't know. He's like 20 years old, like, and he gets picked on and he's so good. And he gets picked on, um, by these older guys and then he beats the shit out of them. Um, (laughs) and it's, I I agree. Like, it's so important to one establish that, like, that's the team that they're, uh, running. Like they're not going to let you pick on the younger guys and they're not going to, you know, stand for that kind of stuff. But also like, if it's a four, three game or a three, two game, um, it can change a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. one, you get power plays, off of some of that stuff, you know, if you can instigate without getting a penalty, yeah, uh, you can get a, a power play out of that. Uh, plus the momentum swing. Um, and it can easily, you know, turn it into a tie game or, or break that tie and, and turn into a winning game. So I agree with you. I love fights in hockey. They're entertaining too. Like yes. if it's a real good one, <laughs> you know, I went to a avalanche Minnesota game when I was in Colorado and I, there's nothing I hate more than Minnesota sports teams as a whole. And they were beating the shit out of them. And it was so entertaining. Um, I don't know if it like changed the momentum, but yeah. I got some fights out of it. So, so it was great. You got the entertainment value and it was just a nice personal thing. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, so the avalanche are on their way to uh, winning the president's trophy again. Uh, do you believe in the president's trophy curse? Because I'm panicked about it. I'm not gonna lie. I do believe in it. <laughs> I believe in it. I do too. I'm like, it's so rare for the, the president's trophy winner to, uh, to go far. Like we were kicked out second round, like last year. Like, it's just not, I don't know. I, I'm so nervous. Well, the Bruins won it in 2019 and they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup, you know, made it to game seven home ice and then got beat up by the Blues who were at the <laughs> lowest point in the league, like in January. Yeah. And I like thought to myself, I was like, freaking presidents. <laughs> it really is. Like I, it would be cool for them to win again, but I would rather win a Stanley Cup. Like, oh yeah. It's kind Any of like that. Yeah. It's kind of like, are you a football fan? I don't see you post a lot of football stuff. I'm not too big of a football fan. Okay. Um, but it's like in football when people are like, well, I want this player, you know, especially as a Packers fan, people want Rogers to win the MVP. Yeah. And I'm like, how about he wins a Super Bowl instead? Like <laughs> it's great for the, the team to be the president's trophy winner. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But what does it get you at the end of the day? Like, yeah, it's kind of like it's winning that title. tournament in Boston. Like you, <laughs> It means nothing. bragging rights with the title, (laughs) right? Like you get bragging rights for a year and then also people use it against you. If you suck the next year, Mm -hmm. um, which we, the first 10 games of the season were not pretty for us. And granted, like, uh, McKinnon was out, you know, right at the beginning of the season with COVID and, and things like that, but they were like, well, president's trophy winners. And now they saw it kind of like, fuck. if we didn't win that thing, maybe, (laughs) I'm so glad you agree because I don't want to win it. I want them oh, to yeah. I a thousand percent believe in it. And I'm like, I feel so stupid sometimes being so suspicious about it, but yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I can't deal with it. I don't want them to win it. I would rather go to the Stanley cup, even just going at this point, because we've come so close. I know uh, so yeah, many times. 
they've been my Stanley Cup pick for the last like two years now. And then finally this year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go in a different direction because they keep not. <laughs> Sarah, this is the year then. This is the year. Uh, maybe it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so thankful you didn't pick that. Who did you pick? I picked the Panthers. Oh, okay. That's a good, I think that's a good choice. Um, I don't know. I don't like it, but I think it's I a good choice. I wouldn't love to see it happen. I mean, anything's better than Tampa, I guess. Yeah. I would prefer if it's not another Florida team in general. Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, you don't even have ice. Like, how does that work? It's <laughs> such like an ignorant thing for me to say, but it's, it's true. It's like, true. <laughs> like you have a bunch of guys from freaking Minnesota and North Dakota playing in Florida. Like, and the funny things about the Panthers is like, nobody knows where they're actually at because they're called the Florida Panthers. I did not know they were in Miami. Oh yeah. And the thing is like people in Florida in general, like it's not like it's this big hockey state, like, right. They would say that all the time. Like they're like, Oh, no one's going to Panthers games for years. And now that they're like better and they're like best of the best, at least right now, I feel like they've seen more than they usually do, but in general, even the Tampa games, like over the years, you don't see a ton of people going to that. Cause yeah. it's kind of like with baseball with like, uh, the Rays. it's just no one in the area really cares. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Florida and maybe this is like a, another ignorant thing to say, but I feel like Florida does not really care about sports. Like, is that wrong of me? I, I'm just thinking about like, even football teams, like they're not crazy. I mean, now they are because of, you know, the, the bucks, but I just feel like in Florida, nobody cares about sports and maybe because it's too freaking hot to be like going to these sports outside. I don't know. Well, it's um, like, I feel like all the Florida sports fans, I know like Kendra, she's from Jacksonville. So she's a huge Jaguars fan. So now I've like kind of seen like the side of like the Jaguars fan base. I'm like, I didn't even really know there was like this big fan base. All three of them. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's more <laughs> just so like, they're so like crazy loyal and dedicated. And I think it's like, there's definitely a smaller fan base than say like what I see in New England with the Patriots. Like, yeah, obviously everyone here is a Patriots fan. Like everywhere you go, that's all anyone talks about. But then I'm like, I feel like the same thing with like the Tampa Bay Lightning fans. I know they're like so, so into it. So, so dedicated. But then there's such a smaller like realm of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird to me. Like I was talking to a friend, she lives in the Tampa area and she was like, you should come to like a Rays game or something because nobody goes. So they're super cheap. I'm like, <laughs> I just don't. It's so weird. And I guess I've always lived in places that have like big sports turnouts, I guess. Uh, you know, Colorado had a pretty decent turnout for like all the Denver stuff. Uh, yeah. And now being in Wisconsin, obviously that's all we do. <laughs> we literally don't do anything else. Um, especially like in the summer, I mean, there's tons of stuff to do up here in the summer, but like Brewers games are so big and Packers games, literally that's all we can do. Like I've been to a few Brewers games in Milwaukee and yeah, it's so fun there. It's literally the best like I love baseball games anyway but Brewers games are they're so fun they're so fun and like there is nothing better than going to a Brewers game like early in the season or super late in the season if we get into postseason where it's like snowing outside and I still get to go to a baseball game because we're inside <laughs> like there's nothing better um that's such a nice park too oh 
it's beautiful. It is so great. Uh, and, and Coors Field, I love Coors Field. Have you ever been there? No, I've never been. Uh, it has its perks. Uh, obviously it's beautiful. Like you sit up on the top deck and like all you see are mountains. Like it's so pretty. Uh, but the location sucks. Like it's hard to get to, mm-hmm. um, it's worth it if you have all day, but yeah, it's just like, and, and I would imagine, um, you know, like Red Sox stadium, like probably is similar. Um, but like putting baseball stadiums in the middle of downtown will never be a smart idea to me. Like, oh, Fenway is impossible. Like you can park, like there is like garages and stuff but it's like 60 dollars right and then you still have to walk it's all just it's not the best situation it's easiest just to take the subway in and out right. but then you have to like anticipate okay will this game be over in time for me to make the last set like right. it's all a lot <laughs> yeah like and denver doesn't have a great transportation system like public transportation mm-hmm. um they do have the light rail which is improving the situation, but like I was, I lived in Colorado Springs, so I had to drive no matter what. Yeah. So it was like, I could drive to a light rail station and then get on the light rail and then go in. Um, or I could just drive to the, to the park and, and park somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it's expensive. Like, it's just, it's wild to me. That's a great thing about Miller American family field. Um, <laughs> they have parking lots like, and it's, yes. if you buy it with your ticket, it's like $15. Is it really that cheap? Yeah. Like if you buy it on, like at the same time as your, um, your ticket that you buy, I think Mm -hmm. maybe it's $17, something like that, but no, right. Like to park at the stadium and maybe like not even a hundred yards away. Like, why would I not do that? Like they make it so easy. And then there's bars that are like, I don't know, a mile away that if you buy a drink, you get to ride the shuttle for free. That's what we did because obviously we didn't have a car when we went out to visit mm-hmm. and we just were Ubering everywhere and we're like, oh, like we went to one of the bars that did that deal and we've never, I've never heard of anything like that. We were like taking it back. We're like, oh yeah, we've bought drinks <laughs> like, here. Here's our receipt. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice. And they run for like an hour after the game. They run like an hour before the game. Um, it's super nice. I don't do it because I'm a control freak, um, <laughs> but if you're not a control freak, uh, it's, it's super convenient, uh, and you can buy a cheaper beer and they let you take it on the shuttle, uh, most of the time. And then you just have to get rid of it before you go into the park. So it's, it's just super convenient. And in yeah. Milwaukee as a whole, I think, uh, does a really great job of that. Like, I think, um, that Lambo is one of the most convenient like football stadiums to get into too. Some people say it's not, but, um, but it's cheap to park. Like you pay like 20 bucks to park somewhere. I, mm-hmm. I pay 35 for my lot that I park in and um, do the tailgates in. Um, but it's like a block from the stadium. So oh, Gillette, like you'll, I could get like $35 parking if you park like two miles down or went right. to walk, which I, that is what I usually do just because I'm like, it's the cheapest. I don't really care about having to walk, whatever. Yeah. Otherwise you're paying like 70, I think you pay like 70 something dollars to be in the actual like Gillette lot. Which- My gosh, I parked. Okay. This is a, a negative shout out to uh, whatever <laughs> the field is called in Seattle. Uh, Seattle put that stadium uh, right in the middle of downtown pretty much. And I parked 
maybe a half a mile away. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe no, it was probably farther than that. It pr- was probably a mile away, but like, so there's a river that goes through like separating the stadium from part of downtown. So mm-hmm. it was in the part, the mainland part. So you had to park and like cross this big, big giant bridge. And, um, I paid $90 to still have to park or, and walk. Oh, like, like it was insane. Yeah, that what? I will never go to a game there again, ever. Oh my god, that is or and like granted, Boston sports events in general are always like so expensive, like tickets, parking, whatever. Right. I am taken aback by that. And luckily the tickets were semi-cheap. Uh it was Seattle versus the Rams, actually. Um, so th- they were actually pretty cheap. Uh, but beers were expensive, like they uh, were confusing, like getting in and out of the stadium. Like it was just kind of a mess. Um, and maybe I'm spoiled with Lambo and like knowing what I'm doing there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, $90. I was like, bro, I was not prepared for this. Like I was way underprepared for that. No, uh, I love that we're talking about me for a $90 parking. No, no, I like, it was like on the, one of those apps and I like pulled it up and I was like, okay, this is my lot number. Blah, and I was like, what the f- you've got to be kidding me and I'm like well I'm here like yeah what, what am I do gonna- at that point right what am I gonna do I guess I'll just click pay like go ahead take my money I-, I talked to you a little bit in the beginning about how we got connected like you know uh dudes that are stupid saying bullshit <laughs> um how often do you and you don't know, have to answer this if you don't want to but like how often do you get people in your dms telling you that you don't know what you're talking about or that you're stupid or that you're just a cute girl that doesn't know anything about sports. See, I used to get it a lot more, especially when I was still like starting out a few years ago. But since then, I think it was maybe it's probably a little been over two years now since I've done this. I turned off my DM requests. So no one that like I didn't follow back could even message me. And now I've like taken it one step further in the last year too, where I turned off my replies to anyone that doesn't follow that I don't fall back just because oh, for yeah. a while I was like oh like I've stand up for myself like mm-hmm. I can't let these people like walk all over me but then I got to a point where, like you know what I know what I'm talking about I know my shit I know I know my shit and I'm yeah. not going to let these people like ruin my day as they're sitting on their computer with nothing better to do and I don't know maybe they're bored like jealous I don't know what it is but <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I'm done with it. So I really don't get it a ton. I'll get it once in a while now, like maybe every couple months or so, like someone will like quote retweet, like an article I put out or something or like a tweet, like you don't know what you're talking about, like all this stuff. I'm like, well, you're quote retweeting the article that I got paid to write. So, so I'm thank you. What I do. Like and now someone else has looked at it. Now someone yeah, needs like, to like make sure adding on to my page views. Like, thanks for helping me. Get I that love that. Checkup. <laughs> and it's true because like anytime you retweet something, it helps the original post. And anytime you mm-hmm. quote tweet something, it really helps the original post. So, um, and then you probably get people that like quote tweet that. At so yeah, it, man, it people <laughs> don't realize that you're like sitting back and you're like, I got paid to put some words out. Yep. And you're just sharing it. So I'm like, enjoy. I don't really care what you have to say about it. you went and shared the link and that's all I could ask. For. Right. And you probably opened it yourself to like read it too. Oh, yeah. To like try to counter. So yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Man, 
And that's your main gig, right? Like you're a full-time writer. Yeah. So right now my like main gig is I do digital content for the NHL. And then also I do a lot of lacrosse writing actually. So I've kind of veered out of baseball and into lacrosse, which I will say, I also get a lot less hate in the lacrosse space than I did baseball, just because it is such a smaller space and yeah. they just love having coverage of it. So it's been a nice change in that aspect. <laughs> That's awesome. I've been to a couple of lacrosse games. Uh, I went to the Mammoth games in Denver. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they're so fun. Like, oh my God. NLL games, like in particular, like are so not like, I had never been to an NLL game in person. Like I've been to the PLL, which is like the outdoor field, summer league, professional league. And I went to the NLL game in Philly, maybe a month ago now. Mm-hmm. It is insane. Like the music's going the whole time. Like there's so yeah. much going on at all times that the sport itself so fast paced. <laughs> and like learning the rules of lacrosse, like I will definitely be the first to admit, like I maybe know like three of them because <laughs> it's so funny because you're like watching and when you're watching live you don't get the the commentators to like I think commentators yeah. usually do a really good job of like teaching yeah. you about the sport um like you know if something happens in football and you're like what the fuck was that like the commentators will usually say hey this is confusing because xyz yeah. um but when you're like watching live you don't get commentators like you're literally just watching this happen and you're like I don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> why did he blow the whistle? Why is that guy in the box? Like, I don't understand. Um, and it's so like, I couldn't tell you three things about lacrosse still because I don't <laughs> understand it. Like it's a mix between like soccer and hockey mm-hmm. and a little bit of baseball. Like it's, it's so, so weird. It's so funny. Cause I grew up playing lacrosse actually like field lacrosse, not box. And so when I started doing the PLL coverage last year, like I didn't really have an issue adjusting to like, cause obviously I wasn't really super familiar when I got into it with pro lacrosse and I don't like, I only played women's lacrosse. I never really paid that much attention to men's lacrosse, but the field games translate pretty well that I was able to f- pick it up quickly. Whereas with box lacrosse, like, because it is more predominantly Canadian style of play and the NLL like has so many Canadian players, like there's not a ton of like, guys that I like know around here that is playing box lacrosse so I do writing for lacrosse flash and they're like oh do you want to do NLL coverage like I know you're not super familiar with box lacrosse like are you willing to learn I was like yeah I'll learn so I just like watched like hours of old games on YouTube I was like this is so different than field like it is very similar to hockey I think in like the rule sense and just kind of like the setup of it so I was able to pick up on it like after a couple days of watching but first I was like what is going on in this game yeah and like you know I'm at what was the old Pepsi Center and like drinking my beer and like trying to watch this game and like my friends next to me like what's going on I have no idea like (laughs) I'm just pretending that this is a hockey game on land because that's all I got like (laughs) and it's so fun and like they do um like a lot of the pregame stuff is really fun yeah at that arena anyway I'm sure everywhere else has their thing but like just simple like fun things like when they announce the players of the other team everyone stands up and turns around like they're just petty (laughs) and fun and I love it and it's yeah I I didn't realize there were so many different kinds of lacrosse so uh you just taught me something because (laughs) Canadian I I didn't know any of that (laughs) 
I just know that the games I went to were fun. I got free tickets. And there you they're go. super enjoyable. Yeah. If it's anybody so goes fun. to like an arena to watch some lacrosse, it's so fun. It really is fun. Have you listened to my podcast before? You can say no. It's totally fine. I have not. Okay. That's totally fine. Totally fine. I'm like, I have to be completely honest. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, there are so many podcasts out there. I do not expect everyone to listen to it. Like, I'm like, to be fair, I don't even listen to my own. <laughs> I hate listening to myself. Me too. I like, whenever I do guest stuff, the only reason I listen to mine is during editing. Yeah. Like, and I hate it. Um, so if I ever am a guest on someone's, I'm like, I'm never listening to it. I'm sorry. I'll promote <laughs> it. I'll do whatever, but I'm never listening. Exactly. My point in asking was not to put you on the spot, but <laughs> I, I play the newlywed game at the end of every episode. So we're going to play the newlywed game. Okay. How it works is okay. I have two questions that I'm going to ask about myself and you're going to give what you think my answer is. And then I'll tell okay. you if you're right. And then I have two questions that I'm going to ask about you. You're going to give your answers and I'll, or I'll give what I think the answers are. And then you'll give your answers. Make sense. Okay. Yeah. That's a shitty way to explain it, but okay. My first question about me is what is my favorite zoo animal? Zoo animal. So we don't know each other very well. So this is, you're just like taking a shot in the dark. Here. I know. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, I feel like you're a sassy person. So I'm like, maybe it's like a sassy animal. I'm trying to think. Of like- <laughs> <laughs> What's a sassy animal? <laughs> like a cheetah. My favorite animal is probably not a sassy animal. My favorite animal is a giraffe. I love giraffes. That was my first thought. But oh. like, no, that's too. I can't. I, I should have just gotten my instinct. You should have. Always trust the gut. Uh, I love giraffes. Uh, and I don't know why, but I'm obsessed with them. I think they're so pretty. And in Colorado Springs, you can feed them at the zoo. Ooh. So maybe that's why. But yeah, they're they're so cool. I love them. Okay. Uh, my second question for me is if I could go to any country, where would I go? This is, let's narrow it down in Europe. In Europe. Okay. <laughs> Cause I'm like, that's a lot of countries. <laughs> Debating between two. I don't know why I narrowed it to these two. <laughs> okay, perfect. Like, Trust your gut. Or Ireland. Okay. Those are good guesses. Ireland would probably be second, but I want to go to Greece. Great. Oh, that's really, really bad. Really bad. Um, it looks so pretty and I've been to a lot of places, but I've never been there and I want to so bad. Okay. Um, now I'm going to ask questions about you. I'm going to give what I think your answer would be. Okay. Tell me if I'm right. Um, so what is your favorite movie genre? And I think that you are like a sports rom-com girl. Like, a, and maybe it's the Boston that I'm thinking, of, but I'm thinking like fever pitch. Okay. I, <laughs> my answer is going to be rom-coms, but like my first thoughts are like, hell's guy, 10 days, like fever pitch. Okay. <laughs> okay yes. So I got the stereotypical Boston one in there. <laughs> yeah. I fever pitch is probably one of my favorite movies uh, of all time. I'm and obsessed with that movie. I don't care how stereotypical it is. No, it's so great. It is so great. And I would imagine that as like a Red Sox fan, like it's got to just be so fun to watch that movie because it like oh, lines up. Yeah. 
there's some people here that hate that movie they think it's so corny I'm like well you know what it is a rom-com so it's not really made for you but for someone who loves rom-coms and is a big Red Sox fan this is right up my alley yeah (laughs) it's so great and I love Jimmy Fallon I love him so much he is probably my biggest celebrity crush crush which is so (laughs) weird like (laughs) but he's funny and I love him um Okay. Do you, would you rather cook like a full meal or do a shit ton of baking for like a bake sale? And I, for some reason, think you're a baking person. Yes. Yes. I am a baking person. I'm not big on cooking, but I love baking just because it's so sweet and it's always (laughs) like cute little fun recipes. (laughs) I hate baking because I'm so bad at it. Like, I feel like you can really like mess up baking. Yeah. But like with cooking, you can mess it up, but it's still like. True. There's more, more margin for error with cooking. Yeah. With baking, it's like, if you do one thing wrong, like you just ruined your entire cake and it's a lot of effort to like mess up one thing. And like, especially from Colorado, like you have to do the high altitude stuff. Oh, and yeah. I would always forget that. So it's usually like add extra whatever or cook on a different temperature for high altitude. Yeah, never, never did that. <laughs> so I messed up a lot of baking things. Um, that's all for the newlywed game. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. My Twitter is at SKG underscore 18. And then my podcast is at sat in seltzers pod. Awesome. Awesome. And when do you release episodes for your podcast? We do it. We release them every Saturday on like Spotify, Apple. I think we do YouTube too, actually. Okay. Awesome. Um, Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for coming on. I for having me. Of course. Of course. Well, maybe have to, I do want to do like a big uh, hockey one, maybe closer to like the playoff time and we can get some different girls from different, um, teams and get on and and chat absolutely thank you for coming i hope you have a wonderful rest of your week you uh, too and I'll, I'll talk to you soon yes i'll talk to you soon all right bye bye, bye.